That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast relitigating <laughs> the public perception of Batman v Superman. No, we're just being impartial analysts of the film. We are out of the Martha Minutes. Bruce has been left at the end of Minute 133, staggered, silent, reassessing the entire movie to this point, which means we start minute 134 and Steven say it with me. Huck that spear. Huck that spear. I need you that ship. I'll find her. My mother needs me. Wait. I'll make you a promise. Martha won't die tonight. So yeah, I guess, I guess that is fitting though, because that's the first thing. It's unfortunate that I think I, I like the timing of this where it is for the pacing of the movie, but for the sake of the commentary, if this <laughs> for was, you personally, <laughs> for me personally, just because I used all of my Excalibur dialogue last minute. And so all I have to say is he throws his spear, just like how Arthur throws Excalibur. Perfect. At the end of that scene. So, yeah, but I mean, you take all that thematically here. And so you put it, you put it together and this is him saying my, you know, my pride broke it. My rage broke it. Uh, I lost the ancient sword of my father's. The power was to unite all men, not to serve the vanity of a single man. I am nothing. And then he throws the spear into the lake. And we'll return to that in in a future minute. But uh, but yeah, Arthur's breaking point um, provides some clunky exposition that very effectively can be mapped over Bruce's arc here. Yeah, I just to underscore, the thing that really... The thing that sticks with me in that scene from Excalibur, when Arthur realizes I need to serve, mm-hmm. I need to actually be the hero. Um, I need to lose this pride. This I need to relearn humility and understand I am just an instrument right. of of something else. This isn't my just my story. And I think that's especially compared to like how Arthur and Lancelot are kind of portrayed in the movie that falls. Like it, it really sets that up nicely. Well, it goes back to how that, how that fight starts is that Arthur is like just picking a fight with him kind of, but he says, your rage is unbalanced to you. You, you sir would fight to the death against the knight who is not your enemy yeah. for a stretch of road. You could easily ride around, which is like, yeah, dude, just ride around, humble yourself a little bit. There's no need. Like this fight is entirely unnecessary. Just, go around it and Arthur's response to that is so be it to the death like and then that's where it ends is him realizing like oh wow just <laughs> that was not necessary I mean the fact that this movie takes so much inspiration from Excalibur is is big but the fact that Snyder actually put it in there like you said there's 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 a deeper layer here of like oh no Batman has seen this story <laughs> and then realizing Superman is the power that was meant to unite all mankind. Mm-hmm. I made him just my problem, <laughs> really my rival and my foe. I think you also alluded to in the previous minute, recapitulation and like the reassessment of Bruce's story thus far contained within this movie um, yeah. as it pertains to Lex Luthor also is pretty summed up in his all of a sudden realizing what he has in his hand and then throwing it as far away from him as it can be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's where we we left off with the last one was me saying that that kind of stumbling around is him, I think, processing. 
But I think throwing the spear is when he realizes literally that the spear was designed by Lex Luthor, right? That's him realizing he has been the tool of Lex to do this and he was manipulated. And that's what brings the rage that throws the spear is realization, not just that he was wrong, but that he was doing the bidding of Lex, which leads me into my favorite. I've never noticed this before. My favorite match cut of the entire movie. I think the moment we've all been waiting for. Yes. Watch this when he throws the spear. How does that edit go? What does it go to next? Hold on a minute. Let me see this here. Whoa. What does it match cut to? A camera. And now the cameras are waiting at your ship for the world to see the holes in the holy. Oh my gosh. It is Lex's kryptonite spear. The cameras. Wow. That was a part of it. Man. I think that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's like a, it's not a earth shattering thing, but I saw that and I was like, wait a second. What did he want? It was either this spear kills you or, or the, the cameras, cameras do. do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had never thought about there being any significance to that. Again, when we say, is that really intentional or is it just this incredibly loaded thing that happened completely by coincidence? There's no way this one There's is There's no not... reason to match cut a falling spear to a camera being picked up. Yeah, exactly. And then and then to do a tr- uh, uh, a steady cam tracking shot as the as if he's like a soldier entering combat like Yeah. And he points it at the ship where I guess the dialogue that that follows is literally Batman saying you're needed at the ship. Like Yeah. <laughs> so I've always loved that shot of the spear coming into focus, coming into focus in the foreground and then overexposed that anamorphic lens flare. I mean, that's just a slick movie shot, but I had, man, that is, that's up there with the Washington monument behind Superman on Lois's balcony. Yeah. It even keeps the, 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 the continuity of motion. Like when you watch it, when you watch it in motion, At regular speed. Yeah. The way it, it lands. And yeah, sure, it, the camera lands, but then when he picks it up and it continues in motion, it's the same. It's this, yeah, it's it's reversing the motion, yeah, of the of the spear. Props, props for that one, Stephen. Yeah, I, uh, I like I said, I never never noticed that before. And then um, just as we're because especially because it happens right at the beginning of this minute, the the I was like, oh, that's weird. That's a that's a match cut. And then I saw it was the camera, and I was like, okay, that's an odd. Then he points it at the ship. And just because you have to ask yourself, well, wait, that, that wasn't an accident, right? And yeah. then and then Lex's line just popped into my head and I was like, oh damn, this is it is it is saying literally visual language, it is saying <laughs> this is like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. And that's a good handoff for all right, well, we've determined the outcome. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have to be the cameras to do it, and the cameras obviously we, we get a reminder of, hey, what's Lex been up to? Yeah. <laughs> Remember this? This is where we go, oh, right. That whole thing with the blood and Zod. Power surges continue. Crazy power surges. Uh, we, we got this before the report shown to Diana and Lois and Perry is continuing. Um, but we know that things are heating up because KGB literally puts on his flamethrower. Yeah. Um, as, you know, 10 minutes to showtime. The clock ticks over to 10 minutes again. So, and I, I got a question yeah. here. Speaking of that, there's no way that's an accident. Like, that doesn't ha- happen accidentally. They didn't put that there for no reason. WTF is up with that bowling trophy. 
<laughs> Thank you for also calling that out. That is bowl. It looks like it almost might be like lawn bowling because it doesn't. I'm not convinced that the ball is big enough. I don't know how that happened. I don't remember seeing that when the clock was put down. But like, why is it in this building? Yeah. Is this someone's? Is this just a- <laughs> <laughs> like the set decorator bowling. had to have decided? I don't we know. Need something in the background here, and it's not a statue of a horse, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's a bowling trophy. And we talked before about the coil bound books that we could not, yeah, ascertain what they were there for. Well, when the want- timer goes down to a ten, and then it zooms in, so you can't see the. Is it maybe it's a strike or a spare? Is she going to be spared? Oh, well, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, so Lex has two shots. The kryptonite spear missed, so he's got a second shot to pick up the spare. Right? Right. And, uh, and, of course. and Martha, will she be spared? Why did you say that name? It's coming together. I'm replaying our introduction to the scene for when the clock is put down to see if the bowling trophy <laughs> was there all along. It was. It was. One of Lex's henchmen just carries it around. Hey, you guys know I won a bowling tournament last year? That's his... I'm, I'm referring to Bruce here, his spare Martha. Mm-hmm. Harsh. Turkey? Okay, just continuing. <laughs> he lights his flamethrower because we know that the punishment for a witch, you burn a witch. It feels like it's been so long since he threw those Polaroids down. Yeah. As the blue flame is lit... Right at the 30-second mark, naturally. Yes, of course. It is being put to Martha uh, cinematically Mm -hmm. in the background of the shot. We get Superman finally uttering Luther. And again, if we had asked before, if Bruce would just listen to Superman, right, when he landed, Mm -hmm. how could he most efficiently communicate what is going on tonight? He said, you're letting him kill Martha. Who? Luther. He wanted your life for hers. Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really all of it. He was going to kill my mom if I didn't kill you. This is also worth noting that the shot begins with Bruce now moving from standing over Superman with his foot on his throat, stepping off, to coming in, helping him up. Mm-hmm. And also there's no more uh, vocal distortion at all with or no. trailing his voice. It's just clear Bruce. Yeah. And that the the warbles or whatever that had previously been kind of angrier are like background or ambient now, mm-hmm. if anything, right? I I'm, every time every time I hear that I'm going to picture that clock and that stupid bowling trophy. <laughs> but yes, she's losing time. Obviously, I guess that conveys to Bat to Batman for the first time that there is a ticking clock, literally. Yeah, um, which Superman knows. I don't think he knows that there is ten minutes left, but. We get a very, very clear lay of the land now that they are allied and they've ceased fighting. What the stakes are, we just saw the scout ship. Lois, I guess, is coming to communicate what she was coming to communicate to Superman in the first place. Yeah. Something crazy is happening with the scout ship. We don't know what it is at all. It's got to be Lex, she says. It's got to be Lex. Yep. Luther, it's all him. So if there was any hesitation here about what what had happened uh bruce now has perfect clarity a perfect inversion <laughs> there was this shot of um at one point there's a shot where lois the redhead is is standing there with with uh, just her hair visible and then batman and superman next to each other and i got oh man this is now a flip of them back at that dinner party where they're now realizing like oh man we're actually in this together now yeah 
Well, and, we both and, didn't like him before. And Batman is immediately into into tactical mode too. Of the first thing he says is, "Oh, you you need to be at that ship." Oh no, Stephen, they need you at that ship. I cannot underscore enough the significance of Batman saying they need you. Mm-hmm. The first time that he is that he's not centering himself in Superman's story. Yeah. For for him to to make that comment, I mean, obviously it's overshadowed by a lot of things that are going here. But I think in terms of making every line count and making every line convey things, Bruce at this point saying they need you at that ship is signaling to us he has stepped out of it and has re he has reassessed and realized, oh no, this guy actually is. He didn't think he wasn't good before, right? Mm-hmm. His sin is existing. <laughs> <laughs> But now, yeah, they need you at that ship, correct? I'll find her. Do you want to just read these these lines, right? He says, my mother needs me. Bruce says, wait, and stops him. (laughs) Again, with a hand on the chest that Superman gives a good, like, glance down at. Mm -hmm. Are we still doing this again? (laughs) This moment of Bruce saying, I'll make you a promise. Martha won't die tonight. We see him composed, clear-eyed, the most conscious i feel like we have seen bruce in this entire movie then the music incorporates a motif from an ideal of hope the piano yeah they're meeting in the middle steven when batman says i'll make you a promise martha won't die tonight you get dun dun and we we i realize superman knows this is bruce he knows bruce's parents were murdered there's no chance that he wouldn't know that thomas and martha wayne were murdered in front of him Mm-hmm. And you get this beat again where Superman, obviously, now I need to fly directly to save my mother, mm-hmm. even though I don't know where she is. I'll search this entire city, right? Mm-hmm. My mother needs me. Wait. And he actually stops. And it is Bruce Wayne saying, I'll make you a promise that Martha won't die tonight. And you get this Clark stopping and considering Bruce, having said that for like a, you know two or three seconds. And then gives a little nod. And I, I, it wasn't until this time that I realized Superman's face reads as he needs this. <laughs> I, I now totally understand that this is something you need. And I, I don't think until this moment it hits him. It's, it's him seeing Bruce in that way, maybe, to a certain degree for the first time. Yeah. Well, he's also acknowledging that like, oh, the, he needs this, but also recognizing this is what makes Batman work, right? Like, oh, he's not, he's not going to miss. And, and maybe to a certain degree, I trust him to do what I want done. (laughs) Yeah. In, in the course of freeing my mother. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. I, that works for me in this. Yeah. But I mean, just to, to speak to friends now though. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, there's a lot. We could talk a lot about both of these characters' journeys in just Batman making that promise, which is a passive, subservient commitment. I'm going to serve you by saving your mother. But he doesn't say your mother, so he wraps it up as, this is my second shot to pick up this spare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make that trophy mean something. Yeah, and it isn't like um, you know, it isn't like Superman gives like a really, you know, a unim- like I can picture Christopher Reeve just giving like a little nod. Mm-hmm. He will do that. The fact that Superman takes that time to take in 
I don't want to call, I wouldn't call Ben Affleck's expression in this shot eager to help, but when he gives him the nod, the shot that follows after is very much hammering on that. Mm-hmm. He is he is looking like he's looking at his captain, you know? And he's like, yes, and kind of nodding to himself. I can be useful here. Mm-hmm. Coming off of where he was, you have to take that as this is him acknowledging that he was wrong. Yeah. To Superman, not to us. To Superman. They need you. Hey, look, can you be a bro here? <laughs> And just like understand that I was kind of doing this because of my whole mom thing. Um, and what I've been looking for is really a way to prevent what happened to her from happening again. And this is a terrific opportunity that Lex has offered me here. And we get very eager, Bruce. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't considered the expression that Bruce has here prior to this. And he's doing a lot here. This is like their last interaction, right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, because they, I mean, they say like, I have to get the spear. Right, they have that kind of exchange, but this is their, this is the the closest they have to any kind of a conversation. That's that's not a yeah. you know mid fight. <laughs> certainly less enthusiastic, more of a um, truce. Mm-hmm. For the the primary exchanges between the two of them to be, they need you, and I'll make you a promise. Yeah, obviously, it'd be great to to. Always be great to see more between the the characters where where appropriate, but I think in terms of what's going on in the story and kind of where they take these two characters from here, like that is um, very fitting for for kind of what is needed for for these their respective arcs. Yeah, and you know what, preparing a really good handoff too from for Clark going from son to husband, I guess they need you. I'll save your mom. Mm-hmm. Be their hero, be their savior, or be none of it. Mm-hmm. And and to pair that, like he he's considering that too, right? Um, that when he gives that nod, it is almost like a tacit acknowledgement of like, yeah, I'm needed somewhere bigger than my mother. Well, because that's always the like what holds back. That's what's what what has been preventing him from from truly like. I don't know if you can love me and be you, is what Lois told him, right? And so this is kind of Batman being like, no, you. You be you, I'll take care of the rest. Which is which is really fitting too, because it's like I can't be you, right? I can't be the ideal of hope. Yeah. But I can save your mom so that you can be. Man. Well, now they're buddies. <laughs> Best friends. We have our yeah, we have our plan, a promise made. Bruce needs to get his mask fixed <laughs> immediately. He has some cowl repair that needs to be done. Anything else to say on this? It's it's wild to like be leaving Martha behind <laughs> the the Martha the Martha moment behind after. Uh, but yeah, I think that's we've said about all. And literally, Clark never sees her again. Yeah, doesn't see her again until the cornfield and the sun. Choices made, promises made. Now we are moving into no longer butting heads. They each have their own mission. That will do it for minute 134. Finally, a return of Lex. Uh, I'm I'm just counting down the minutes. We need him. We need Lex at that ship. Even if humanity needs Superman there. Thank you again to everybody for listening. Until our next episode, you know how to support the podcast at this point. Steve and I hope that you will join us as we accompany Superman in waiting nine minutes and 50 seconds doing nothing. (laughs) We're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. Maybe he was just charging up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense.
yeah, I guess the rules of the spear glowing are depending on cinematic 